I actually quite I quite enjoy because uh, I like composition stuff. I like I like seeing uh, that done well, and uh, mm-hmm. some photographers that are doing it brilliant. Uh, uh, it's just not my jam, uh, yeah, so yeah. I don't use any 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 uh, trickery. All my all my trickery is to do with lines and shapes and colours that are there. The goal isn't to live forever. The goal is to create something that will. Welcome to Perspective, a podcast for wedding creatives, where we sit down often with a special guest and talk about our many years of experience in the wedding industry so you can learn from us and grow your wedding business. This is a special episode brought to you by Photography Farm in anticipation of Thrive 2022 this March. Thrive is an all-star wedding photography workshop taught to you this year by six phenomenal mentors. And we've teamed up with Farm to bring you six episodes so that you get to know them a little bit better. In this first episode, we are introducing you to bearded composition and light-obsessed ninja, Neil Thomas Douglas, who at Thrive will be teaching you how to make your images pop wherever the venue. That's not the exact title of his... What is it? Make images that pop in any venue. Oh, so close. (laughs) Before we start, though, Greg, what are we drinking? Well, we were going to be drinking some espresso, but (laughs) Neil took ages to get his computer working. So Simon's finished his. I'm almost finished, Ryan. (laughs) I've I've brewed up some house party on the espresso for a bit of a change. Yeah. So that's what we're drinking. And uh, yeah, yeah, so... House party's from... Hardline's Roastery in Cardiff. Cardiff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big uh, ass bag. And we've also, because I seem to go through my coffee very quickly, uh, we have brewed up uh, some more test roasts that we had on the last episode of uh, the podcast. Because there's never enough coffee. Mm-hmm. Well, you've got it in your hand. You might as well. You might as well. You might as well. And we are reintroducing you to Neil Thomas Douglas. Hello, Neil. How are you doing? I'm very well. How are you guys? Good, thank you. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit tired, um, but it, it's fine. You know, three kids and a journey to London would do that. Um, what were you doing in London? Oh, I, I, I was at the... I took all the kids um, with my wife, obviously, to the Harry Potter studio tour. Um, so we did that really? over the weekend. So we got the train down um, to Watford, stayed just around the corner, and yeah, it was it was great. It was. Do I hear a funny story about Harry Potter? Yeah, I'd love to hear a funny story about Harry Potter. I was down there uh, photographing the interiors for a brew dog bar, and they just opened it uh, right opposite uh, Harry Potter World, or whatever you call it. Uh, and then I went into the I went into uh, photograph the the bar and there was a big hoo ha going on and like lawyers and stuff like that and I was like what's going on? They're like did you not know it outside? I was like no what what? And then I went outside and Brew Dog had put a big sign up saying butter beer is shite. <laughs> How fucking dare you? And that reminds me, Greg, I got you a fucking gift of butter beer. Here you go. Oh. Are we surprised? <laughs> Let me tell you something. I fucking love this shit. <laughs> I love this shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it was uh, Harry Potter, uh, the, their lawyer team in there, going to take the sign down and Blue Dog were like, no. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, uh, guys, I have to like, photograph the interiors, so you'll have to wrap this up. <laughs> if I had to drink this on the show? 
It's you can warm. do. It's quite warm. Sure, hang on. It's a bit warm. What? What is it? Butter is butter beer alcoholic? It's not. Um, well, I hope not because my kids no. had quite quite a lot of it. It's a shortbread flavored says soda. Butter beer, butterscotch flavored sparkling soft drink. Butterscotch. That's right. That mm. sounds all right. And when you when you when you have it at the Harry Potter uh, tour, um, there, there's like two parts to it. There's like the juice, uh, which is like this. And then there's like a second layer, and it's kind of like a marshmallowy foam, and that is shortbread flavor. So this is bar scotch, mm. and then they add the the shortbread this, kind of layer. And this newspaper not meant to be like animated and move and stuff. Um, yeah, but why I didn't. Is, I didn't. Ha- I, we don't have the budget in the podcast to do that, so um, uh, it's just not in the coffee. Jeez. Uh, so yeah, uh, we, we, we can- Simon, Simon got Simon got his wand from the same place he got his webcam. <laughs> Uh, don't joke, because I actually did buy myself a wand. <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> I, I know without knowing. So, so you you finish the tour, and and the the end of it is taking you to like a, a room with loads of a like gift shop. Probably. It, it's wait, wait, wait. <laughs> this is better because they manipulate you. They get you to this room with wand boxes, and on each end of the wand box, there's every single person who worked on the movie, their names, right? And all the kids and me at the same time was like, oh, it's kind of disappointing you can't buy a wand here. And then they lead you straight out to where you can buy all the wands. (laughs) And I heard so many people go through the same conversation with their family. Oh, I wish I could buy one right here. And then go straight there. <laughs> so, so me and all the kids, not Lindsay, because she's an actual adult. Well, but once. <laughs> how, how much is a wand? Um, it's £33. £33. Per pounds. wand. Per wand, yeah. So so three kids and an, a, a, a child man. Um, yeah. It's expensive having kids. And being yeah, a child. it sounds like, man. Uh, but yeah, at some point we'll drink this bar beer. Uh, I mean, if you want to drink it now, that's cool, Greg, but we do have a lot of coffee. Um, we'll hold off. <laughs> maybe, maybe on another episode. Yeah. We'll put it in the fridge and save it for another episode. Yeah, okay. I'll put it in the fridge, man. You don't want yeah. you to. You're right. I, 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 don't, I don't want to spoil this experience for you. Well, I had some in Florida a couple of years ago and it wasn't too good. <laughs> How fucking but thanks. What thanks. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, anyway, dear Neil, where are you joining us from this morning? I'm in Glasgow, not too far away from you guys. Yeah, you're probably what less than a mile away right now. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. De- definitely. If I yelled out my window, you probably just about hear it. Yeah, that's right. And um, if you can hear clicking on Neil uh, Neil's end, that's because he's a busy man. And he's multitasking. He's podcasting and editing his wedding photos. Oh, yes. Uh, Culling. Culling. You've got uh, 90% of my attention because culling (laughs) only takes 10%. So that's that's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. Well, uh, I'm, yeah. Usually when I'm like culling footage, it's like a Netflix TV show or some. Yeah, it's pretty, 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 uh, yeah, it's pretty autonomous, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, uh, and then and I'm just going to upload it to uh, here's a wee plug, Imagine AI, and then uh, it'll edit it for me. That's and right. Very because cool. I was up late last night uh, watching the Super Bowl. I'm going to go for a big long afternoon nap. 
Well deserved. Well deserved. Yeah. Um, How was the Super Bowl? Who won? Yeah. Uh, the the LA guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. I wanted the I wanted the Cats to win the the, the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, the LA. I even forget. I'm so tired. I forget the name of them. The LA dickheads won. <laughs> Are you allowed to swear? Yeah, yeah, you can swear. Like, but not like any big words. Like, just like, yeah, dickheads, all right, and stuff like that. I feel like the smaller uh, swear words are I, most potent. I, I wasn't yeah. going to. I was just watching the start, and then, uh, yeah, it was a really close game, so I ended up watching mm-hmm. it all till three in the morning. Jesus. I, I really, I mean, do people actually watch the sports? No, or do they just the care about the halftime event? Yeah, it's all about the halftime and the ads, right? Were there, were there any cool ads? Yeah, this. The sport's really weird. You don't see the ads in BBC because they're not allowed to advertise. So you just yeah. they just cut to the studio. But uh, the halftime show was all right. Yeah. Yeah, you had, uh, uh, yeah just a uh, bunch of rappers that were good in the 90s. And, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> prancing about. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. I, was, was, did, did, I, did I see right that Eminem took the <clears throat> knee? And that was um, a headline. Was he on it? Oh, I didn't. I didn't know he was doing that. I thought it was just part of his dance routine. Oh, well, oh, maybe it was. She, uh, has he has he spoke against taking a knee before? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm genuinely not sure. Not sure on on no. the issue. I just uh, saw it while scrolling mindlessly on Facebook. You saw, you saw him dancing and you put some political aspect to it. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. No, he, de- he definitely white, took... White. <laughs> well, white rapper takes a knee. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe, well, I should probably uh, get my facts straight before I start. <laughs> I did that kind of stuff. You might be right, man. You might be right. Might, there might have been some significance to it. But I don't mm. know um, l- let it me was, know if I'm wrong. Like in however many in the morning, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, obviously people will be listening to this uh, in a few weeks' time from recording, so this will probably be old news, or yeah. I will have got it completely wrong and made a, an, another arse of myself, which is always fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, we've spoken about all of our beverages uh, that we're <laughs> partaking in this morning. Do you have a beverage? Coke Zero. Coke Zero. Uh, a yeah. Coke Zero kind of so, guy. Yeah, that's yeah. my crack. Man. I, don't, I, I don't drink coffee, so all your, all your coffee chat goes right over my head. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, that's fine. We, we used to go into a lot more detail about the coffee, but... Mm. Um, I, I do listen to your podcast. I remember skipping the start because I'm like, <laughs> this is nothing. It's like... It's like <laughs> I say don't skip it. I just put it really fast, so you're like, blah, 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 blah. and then I'm like, yep, yeah, there's. It's a <laughs> no, that, that's just coffee. the caffeine working when we start talking like that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel I feel sorry for any American listeners that we have, um, because we're hard to understand at the best of times. So I, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And now you got triple Scottish people. So that's yeah. right. That's right. Coming to your ears faster than lightning. Uh, so, Neil, what, what, what have you been up to? Because we've not spoken to you for a while. Um, we haven't worked hey. with you for a little while either, I don't think. No, I haven't seen you in ages. Um, yeah, I had a really... Uh, uh, last season, uh, wedding season, was absolute chaos. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> it was wonderful, but geez, uh, had all of his moments and stuff like that. I don't even know how many weddings I photographed. 
so yeah, my main aim last year was to survive. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was weird coming from lockdown, like doing nothing, and then just to doing everything. I just kind of wanted it a wee kind of uh, to ease into it, but no, it was full on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, survived. Uh, yeah, and then more. Uh, had a wedding yesterday. Uh, so in Korea, up the west coast of Scotland. Oh yes, uh huh, uh huh. Are you doing? No, I can't remember what they call it, but when they get photographers who are like part of their suppliers thing and you photograph the, the venue for super cheap or... No. <laughs> okay, cool. What is that called and who are we just having that discussion with? To do with elopement package or something that you do. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I, I did do that during lockdown because I had nothing else to do and I wanted out of Glasgow. And, uh, so yeah, they do two elopements. Uh, they do six elopements a week. Yeah. Two on a Tuesday, two on a Thursday, and two on a Saturday, and then they yeah. they put you up in a wee cottage next to the sea, yes. and you do the elopement, and it's literally like uh, like half an hour before the ceremony for a tiny bit of prep. Uh, they get married on a beach, a few snaps on the beach, and then that's you. So you actually like shoot two elopements in the day and edit both of them in a day. Mm-hmm. And you know it's 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 not priced as as good as what you, you like you normally charge, but yeah, it's it's a decent wee decent wee number. And uh, mm-hmm. like I say, during lockdown, it was lovely because I get I just got to get out of Glasgow and hang out in the middle of nowhere. So yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> uh, I suppose so I just, yeah, that that has its benefits, doesn't it? Like that was that was well. Oh, yeah, I, took, well I took the took the dog and took uh, the wife as well. Cool. And yeah, it's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's a big wedding yesterday. Uh, so mm. uh, big. What, what, what's a, what, what classifies as a as a big wedding now? Because back in the old days, it was like 150. Maybe yeah, maybe anything, anything over 40 for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd say over 40. So. Okay. so yeah, so I've got like packages. I've got my elopement package. Which is less than 10 people because with elopement, sometimes they take their parents and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then I've got a wee wedding package as well, uh, which is less than 40 people. And the reason to do that is a lot of times, if it's around about 40 or less, they don't always have dancing. Okay. So my, my elopement package is to speeches if they're before the dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, that that's quite popular. That one works really well. Yeah, and they can add dancing onto it if they want. But uh, a lot of them don't really have dancing. They just kind of have a long dinner and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, and then I've got the big wedding. So anything over forty to me is a uh, a big wedding. Yeah. Do you, do you get sad when they don't have dancing, or do you get more excited because you get an earlier night? Uh, it's. Uh, nah, I, I like I like photographing the dancing, uh, but it makes it a lot uh, more affordable for them because mm-hmm. I don't have to wait for you know like you uh, f- uh, sit down for dinner and then you've got that three four hour wait sometimes to dancing, yeah. uh, especially in the winter. Like in the summer, you can take the couple out again and do some stuff because it's still light. Yeah, but in 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 the winter, it's often like three hours. You're just uh, kind of sitting about because you don't want to photograph people while they're chewing their food, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then yeah, so it's it's a lot more affordable for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I you do I, I do like the dancing shows. Like last night, uh, 
uh, was a, a brilliant Kelly, one of the biggest Kelly uh, uh, bands I've ever seen. Like there was just loads of them. Oh yeah, and in a great sound. So yeah, that was mm-hmm. that was ace. Who who was it? If you can remember the name of. It was a big mashup. Uh, so you had uh, guys from quite big Scottish bands, and uh, they knew the couple and stuff, and they all had a big, big mashup and stuff. So uh, it was a uh, guy, uh, Skerryvor. Uh, he oh, he yeah. just flown in. The guy from Skerryvor. He'd uh-huh. just flown in from Dubai that day and right up to Clear uh, to do it. And then uh, you had uh, people from uh, uh, do 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 might as well give them pub a uh, skippinish oh skip-inish yeah as well mm-hmm. uh, so either and then they just and uh, yeah just and we they were playing all day like little bits and stuff it was yeah. really nice yeah oh uh, that's cool i uh i have to say after after a lockdown I, I really do appreciate any kind of dancing um and there is mm. like like you said there's a there's a uh, that moment where it's like you sit down and have dinner and there's just that kind of long wait especially if you've been, you know, shooting the whole day and it's been kind of intense to get to that moment. It's almost hard to get back up. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Especially if they feed you really well. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I'm going to throw you under the bus because oh, Simon sure. got a knock back at the last wedding. Excuse me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we were up at drum talk day during the week and we were staying over in the stables. So got after dinner, after the dancing, had a beer Cameras were pretty much down, and Simon was like, "I'm gonna go up for a dance. I'm gonna go for a dance." So he asked me, asked the photographer, "Like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not getting up with you." Yeah, that's and right. Then, I asked you guys, and, and you, you asked a me. guest, and they just totally walked past you and ignored you. They were they were searching for well, something. Yeah. So they that, needed one more person. They were like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, one more. We need a we need a man. We need a man. And Simon was like, "I'll do it. I'll do it." And they just went into another room to find another guy. Yeah. Yeah. Very harsh. Very harsh. Very harsh. Um, I never did get to dance. I never did get to dance. Uh, yeah, I was kind of disappointed about it. But to be honest, uh, I don't know. After COVID, my energy levels for sustained cardio is crap. <laughs> Rubbish. So maybe, maybe just as well, to be honest. Um, but... Yeah, it was good fun actually. We were working with a photographer who really um, appreciated the way that we shoot, which is quite cool. Um, how did he describe it? He was talking about a little bit, a little, a little bit of a, a little bit of a bash. He's like, oh, he tricks. Theatricals, I think he called it. Theatricals. Theatrical. Yeah, like. uh, Yeah, Yeah, I can see that. It's quite theatrical. There was like. We did the the sort of backlit smoke bomb shot, and he was calling that like a bit of a theatrical thing. Mm. Yeah. But he was, uh, he was loving it. Was it, a bit, was it a bit old school? Because a lot of the old school photographers haven't seen much of this kind of stuff. You well, do. he was actually relatively new. <clears throat> he was quite young, but um, he shoots film. He shoots so, film. So a very shoots. interesting approach, and he was kind of all all day. Yeah, all day. Uh, well, he, hybrid. He, he, yeah, so he did have a digital camera, um, but he went through at least seven, eight, nine rolls of film. Yeah. Um, Jesus. From well, that's like well, it's about twenty quid nowadays to get one of them processed. So you're talking, yeah, yeah, jeez, yeah. 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 Uh, but, uh, what's his name? I want to check out his work. Uh, his Instagram is Sage Sage Photography. Sage Photography and then an underscore. Um, 
and his name's Simon. And I, you know what? I didn't actually catch your second name. So Simon, I know you're you're I know you're a listener of the podcast. I do apologize. Uh, I've forgotten your surname. Um, but yeah, it was really cool. It was really nice to work with him. Um, I liked seeing the different approach to shooting film, and yeah, it was cool. Yeah. But um, nice. yeah. Anyway, back back to you because because you're you're like an OG podcast guest. We had you on episode six of the podcast, and what what episode are we on now, Greg? Uh, we're, <laughs> in the 70s, we're in the seventies, almost the eighty. I think. Yeah. So and and wow. every and nearly every one of those has been uh, a fantastic guest, um, someone in the industry who just knows their shit. Um, but mm. yeah, it all started with it with a handful, and 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 you were one of them. So yeah, thanks, thanks for inviting <laughs> inviting you up to your <laughs> up to your house. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, you came up, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. It was good. It was good. So obviously, there's a full episode that family wants to go back and listen to, which mm. is a few years old now. But there's a full episode that people can listen to. Uh, but has much changed in the last three or four years in terms of work or business? Are you now on TikTok? Because yeah. that wasn't a thing. Uh, I don't. I don't know what that TikTok thing is. I always call it TikTok. <laughs> to annoy you. Don't know you'll. Uh, yeah. No, that's not for me. Everyone says I'd be really good on it. And I should do it, and then uh, I'm like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not posted on bloody Instagram since like the start of December. So what? What hope we've got to do? Like, however you do it, you know what? Yeah. Like, and um, yeah. So no. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's an interesting one, TikTok, isn't it? It's it's yeah. like it's the, also, like I, like some of it. I, I quite like watching it and like uh, seeing how I like the just like the people who just show you their lives and they live in like really remote places or something, and you see them going out for milk and it's a pure mission, and you're like fucking hell. Yeah, uh, I like I like that aspect of it. But I see all this like uh, like folk that can't have a coffee without fucking like showing like the, the artisan process of like. Just fuck off, yeah. Greg. Just, Greg where, where, sorry, I, I, I know I know you TikToks are a problem because you're well into coffee and you've got an excuse. Your TikToks probably you guys making a lot of coffee, but uh, ah, it just seems to be like the same shit. You know, it's like yeah, yeah the coffee drips through the wee filter, and mm. it it's always got thing. to be slow mo. You can't make a coffee unless yeah, it's a slow mo. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like, should do one with a kind of diet coke, just that. <laughs> And then a cinematic burp at the end. (laughs) Some people are really good at just throwing the camera up and doing a a TikTok trend or, you know, Mm. whatever it is. But when I, and this, this is absolutely no diss to anyone who does this. It's just me. When I see the music and it's like, what my business does, boop, and they point up here and they're doing a wee dance. It's like, what my interests are like, boop. Boop, up in the corner uh, for our audio oh, listeners yeah, and I'm like pointing yeah, in different yeah. directions and a different fact about oh, me is yeah. popping up. Um, yeah. I, I I cringe deep into my bones. I cannot... No, wearing, <sighs> no wearing floppy hats and stuff. And yeah, but yeah, maybe I need dress, to get over this. They all this. dress the same as well and they all do the same and they all, they all just the fucking same. Yes. Just um, pours a shit. Just pours a shit with me. Uh, but apparently, like I should just be that grumpy old photographer. That should be my... My TikTok. 
three. You would be yes. Yeah, you would go down quite well. I have to admit. <laughs> yeah, everyone says it, so maybe I should give it a bash. But I don't even know how it works. Like, uh, so yeah, I might, I might one day. Uh, I've signed up for it, but I don't, yeah, I'm scared. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I'll, uh, I'll cut this clip out of you and you can use it as your first TikTok thing. I'm just saying Thank you. you're, you're going to sign up. <laughs> I'm just oh, yeah, yeah. Listen. and uh, chop, chop that bit uh, out about me uh, doing, uh, slagging off the coffee people because I've just slagged <laughs> off like uh, half of the world. So that's, <laughs> Sorry. That, that's where you get your views, though. You have that kind of... <laughs> like, honest, uh, Controversial. We, like, we, we've got... Yeah, uh, my my ones will start with me making a coffee and just boil boil in the kettle and ramming like three fucking tablespoons of Nescafe in it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. that would be it. Easy. Uh, and then going for going for the going for the dump afterwards. The the, the coffee incites. <laughs> oh coffee yeah, poo, yeah. Coffee poo. Yeah, yeah. They, they miss that bit, don't they? Yeah, they do. They absolutely do. Well, maybe they don't. I don't know. Who, who's to say that won't become a trend? Started by yourself. <laughs> just like imagine it. Just a, they make the coffee and then they they drink it and then it's just the door shuts and you just hear it kind of and then a flush and then they come back out. You know, uh, your your tick tam Oh no, tick-tam. you're doing it. Tick tack tam. Your TikTok could just be your poo thoughts. Just a selfie. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Right. <laughs> Let's let's do a, a friendly reminder. So obviously we're doing this um, in association with Photography Farm. Um, so let's give you a wee friendly reminder to go and buy your tickets. If you're on the fence and you're in Brighton or Glasgow, you should buy your tickets and you should come to this event. Because one, it's fucking good. We have been... Um, I mean, I was so sad that it wasn't on last year. Um, but I, I do remember joining, um, the Facebook, um, chats, the online chats. Um, in fact, some of you might, might remember cause I was, I was in my hot tub at the time, just chilling and chatting to people. Um, but it's bloody good. People know the ship there. You can chat, you can network. Um, it gets really good. And just even, like Neil said, you're not in- Glasgow or Brighton, like there's people travel from all over to come to it. So yeah, yeah. but I mean, basically, if you're in those areas, you should have no excuse. Yeah, you should mm. come. You should have no excuse. Come, um, and yeah, and and like Neil said, last year was all about surviving. This year is about thriving. Hey. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, Lisa. Sorry, Lisa. Lisa does not endorse oh, Lisa, Lisa loves that stuff, man. She'll be like, yeah, yeah. Oh, well then. Fucking uh, yeah. That was actually good. It sounded cheesy in your head, Simon, but it sounded better uh, in other years. I like that. Well, to, to be honest, uh, in, my, in my head, listening to it in my head, I thought it sounded cool, but then I said it and I heard it. And I didn't yeah. think it sounded cool. No, no, you, you got away with it, man. And oh, I think yes. it's true as well. well there you go. True. Thrive 2022. Yeah. Get your tickets. Um, and yes, if you're new to this podcast, we are their perspective podcast, a podcast for wedding creatives. Um, and we have so many. Like we said, we're, we're now in the 70s, almost 80s. Um, so if you like what you hear, there's a whole back catalog for you to check out. Awesome. And if you like even more what you hear, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash perspective by Cinemate. And you can sign up for as little as a pound. 
Anyway, hit that button, Greg, and do it on time this time. Let's get to know our mentor for Thrive 2022. Neil, who are you and what do you do? Um, I'm a bearded man and I photograph weddings. Yeah, and the beard's getting better. Like, it was quite short a wee while ago, was it not? Yeah, yeah. I kept Coming back. Like, trying to, uh, trying to shave it myself and then I would just like get uneven and it just disappear. So yeah, no, it's coming back. It's coming back. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Trimming your own beard is quite difficult. There's, there's things yeah. that you need to do and learn to do it. And I have this. It's not good. So yeah. In fact, yeah, it's, it's getting there, Simon. Were we, were we off camera when you were slacking off my facial hair? <laughs> <laughs> so so you're a bearded man and you shoot weddings what you said last year was crazy and you don't even know how many you shot but how many do you aim for a year roughly booking wise well my business has sort of changed so i used to shoot maybe about like i want life about 60 big weddings a year 50 big weddings and uh, now um Aim for uh, round about thirty big ones, but uh, lots of wee uh, weddings and elopements uh, mm. have kind of fallen into that. So, uh, but last year it just uh, it must have been over eighty. Uh, it, was, it was it was mental. Oof. Must have been. Uh, so yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's a bit crazy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. I, I I went to the first photography farm. Mm-hmm. Uh, way back in 2000, God, I'm old. I think it was 2011. Is that the yeah. one that was actually in a farm? Yeah, it was mm-hmm. a farm, yeah. And uh, you went down and you spent uh, like four days there and um, in, in this cool little farm where it um, was like a recording studio mm-hmm. and had like a swimming pool and stuff like that and we got fed and it's absolutely luxurious. Yeah. Um, uh, Freddie Mercury wrote Bohemian Rhapsody there. there we go. Um, but oh. lots of big bands played there. It's just, it's just an incredible place. So in the met, uh, And then, uh, yeah, I've been a big fan of the, the farm. Uh, photography firm for years mm-hmm. um, I just loved all the it's a wee club for Thrive but it's actually more than that because you get in their awesome Facebook group and I think that's like one of the biggest supported like, uh, communities in, uh, out there uh, for wedding photographers I think that group's just absolutely amazing yeah yeah, it, it really is. I, in fact, I remember you talking a little while ago, and you were the first person I remember talking about an exit plan from the industry, which I thought was quite interesting. All right. Do you do you still have an exit plan? Exit plan? Uh, no, I, I love what I do, man. But uh, I always, I always think uh, that one day I'm going to wake up and I'm not going to be cool. Or, or I, I would describe myself as as that process has even started happening, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I just don't want to be that kind of like uh, really out of touch wedding photographer that's making the couple do stuff that's like mm-hmm. uh, really, really uncool and awkward. But I don't know it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I do. I do think about like stuff like that. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a job that we can do till 
whatever age we want, but you're right, eventually we'll become less relevant because the couples we're photographing are like 25 to 35 or maybe a wee bit older mm. sometimes, but yep. eventually if we're like 50, 60, it's going to be like, hmm, can they still relate to those couples that they're working with? Mm-hmm. Don't know. Yeah, that's it. It's about relating, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's exactly that. And uh, yeah. Uh, so I know I do think about that stuff, but not not too often. Just now, though. yeah, I'm quite happy just pissing along. Yeah, uh, I think the t- change in direction is quite good just now for me with the elopements and the wee weddings and doing a lot more of them, and it's uh, gave me a push to uh, kind of market myself towards that, which I kind of like doing. I don't like it when I'm just sailing along. Like uh, I like to have a wee challenge and yeah. stuff like that. So that's been my challenge the last few years: is just not to force it, but like kind of uh, pivot a wee bit towards that sort of stuff. So, so w- was it something that you sort of brought on intentionally, or was it a bit of a result of the pandemic and you've just went for it? No, I started started it way before the pandemic. Uh, and then obviously the pandemic with the rise of small weddings and stuff like that uh, I think folk are realising that they don't have to have a big wedding uh, and but I, I love big weddings but it gives uh, couples who aren't big, some couples big weddings aren't for them and it's uh, gave them an opportunity and the realisation because uh, they see more of them that oh I can have a small wedding with just my immediate family that, that's fine you know it's maybe what they've always wanted but they didn't know that it was acceptable, you know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, seeing a big rise in it, and it's it's, it's wonderful. Uh, and then when I do get a big wedding, like I said, and said earlier, I appreciate all the dancing more and all the elements of a big wedding more because I'm going to the smaller ones, you know. So I, it's a nice wee mix of what I'm quite yeah. enjoying it. And when you do the smaller weddings, like, are you are you up to sky? Are you are you do you go like far north no, to Torden and? I'm, 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 or you... I've, I've stopped. I've, I've stopped doing Sky. Sorry, that's my. Uh, I've stopped doing Sky. I'm a bit of a, a bit of a, a, a hippie, uh, and it's a six, six hour, six and a half hour up to Portree and then back again. You know, uh, and that that's a lot of that's a lot of fuel burning and stuff like that. So yeah. uh, I've stopped doing Sky. So there's amazing photographers up in Sky, like Rosie and. Uh, Andrew and Lynn, you know, yeah. and um, yeah. they they all live up there, and yeah, uh, I know they're fine. Uh, yeah, they're absolutely amazing. They know the area better than me. I might do Sky maybe once a year, uh, but I would always factor it in with a with a little trip up in a wee holiday, you know. So I wouldn't just be going up to to photograph an elopement. Uh, yeah. uh, I, can, I can get to like a photograph in Iceland. I can get to Iceland quicker than I can Sky. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Ibiza uh, can get there quicker. So no, 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 Sky. Uh, Glencoe is uh, Glencoe is about as as high up as I go uh, yep. nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you've got lots of beautiful spots around about Glasgow as well. So you've got like Monaco Moor and stuff like that that do the wee weddings. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, and little little places cropping up all the time. You know, these uh, kind of little boutique hotels popping up and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that are allowing people to uh, have their small weddings there. So, yeah, it's, it, it's great, and you don't have to travel far. So if I get an inquiry for Sky, I'd just recommend uh, 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 locals on Sky. I think it's nice, uh, important for them to keep their 
uh, local uh, business as well, and yeah. uh, with with everyone wanting to shoot up there, and um, and maybe dropping their prices to shoot up there, then and then regretting <laughs> that they dropped the prices yeah. uh, to yes. shoot up there when they travel six and a half hours and it's pissing down for the wedding. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, and so yeah, no, I like I like sporting the local guys up there as well. So. Yeah, I I actually love that. Um, it's not. I don't think there's any videographers up in that area, right, Greg? Not that we know of. Not that we know of. Yeah. Um, if you are a videographer or filmmaker and you do live in the area of Sky, <laughs> get in contact because I'd love to, to to hear what you're doing and stuff. But yeah. Mm. Um, I think I'd also like if I got, if I, like I say, if I do the odd one up there and then if I got an inquiry for like one the next week, and I had nothing in between, then I would take take that and just stay up there for a week and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's nice. But see them up, the up and downs to sky, like <laughs> absolutely crazy. <laughs> uh, traveling twelve hours for like a little bit, what three hours uh, photographing? It's just it just blows my mind. It's mental. Yeah. I still I still love uh, it. I still like I still like the drive. I'm not gonna lie, it's, mm. it's my time. I mean, oh, obviously, <laughs> got, got three kids and Greg's yeah, no, baby say, now. Say, I, might, I might have different. I just probably feel the same <laughs> if I had 17 children or whatever you have. Greg, have you reproduced as well? Am I right in thinking yes, that? Yes, yes. Got a six-month-old. Oh, nice. So it's still nice. at the stage where I don't like going away and leaving them, but you have to for work. Like we were up in dr- from Tokyo during the week, and it was two nights away. It's like. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That, that'll pass. Yeah, I know. Oh yeah, oh it definitely. Will. <laughs> definitely will. Uh, well, well, sorry, I don't go on social media too often now, so I, I know I know like little snippets uh, from the like like Facebook group, group like photography farm. So I get pick up little bits about uh, people's lives from there, but I don't like uh, go on it too often. Like, what was your what's your trail called? Dexter. Dexter, that's yeah. brilliant. Class, and he, is he taller than me already? He's pretty close. He's quite tall for his age. So yeah. <laughs> In fact, we met we met up with his, his big cousin who's ten months older than him, and he's yeah. pretty close on height to him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's getting tall. Uh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Uh, right, uh, should, I, should I talk about my my talk? Well, we're going to get onto that a little bit. Okay. Um, I need to I need to pee. How does that work? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just sit here and wait for you. You you can go okay, and, and I'll make sure to take my headphones off. Definitely take your headphones yeah. off. Yeah, and we'll just we'll just wait <laughs> yeah, for you. Yeah. We'll maybe pour ourselves another okay. coffee or something. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. I'll let it. Uh, yeah, I won't do. I won't. I won't do a jobby. Don't worry. Have, I'll have be fun. right back. <laughs> Here comes his first Instagram. Five minutes later. Did you have a good pee? Yes. Good. Good. <laughs> I, I, I've been. I've been. Constantly typing into TikTok, Neil Thomas Douglas, to see if you have created your TikTok while doing a pee, but you haven't, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, no, I thought I did. Oh. I'm definitely on it. I, I might, I might be like under another alias, like um, oh. my, my online gaming alias is Picklebutt, so I might be under that. Picklebutt. Uh, oh, so you're a gamer? Yeah. What, what you been playing? Uh, only during lockdown, my, my PlayStation's pretty dusty now. Ah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, I, I got into, I got into COD. Picklebutt was fucking Ooh. ruling the world. I I also it's a sir, it's a sir sir Picklebutt sir Picklebutt yeah that's <laughs> on, on PlayStation yeah cool. I'm gonna add you um, all right we're back from the from the the bathroom uh, 
<laughs> uh, Neil, let's let's talk about your style for people who don't um, know exactly what you do. And I, I'm I'm going to throw maybe a couple of images up on the video so that people can check out some of your images. Is that all right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay. So um, yeah, but describe describe your style. Oh, I hate that question, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I, I, honestly, I, I don't know. Uh, it's very, my, it's very. Com- I use light a lot. I use composition uh, a lot. Uh, it's influenced probably uh, by uh, classic art, um, and yeah, I take like uh, classic art techniques, uh, lighting techniques, and stuff from. Uh, from painters and stuff, as well as photographers, but also film and stuff, and I shove them into uh, wedding photography, mm-hmm. uh, and that's probably my 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 style. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Someone 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 described me as earthy the other day. I'm like, I'm not a fucking mushroom, you know. <laughs> you're you're, <laughs> know, you're wearing a color palette one, of earthy. Is uh, I, I quite like I it. Know, maybe they're maybe they're talking about that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was like, I'm not a mushroom, man. <laughs> I don't. I don't really like the like uh, like. Uh, I, I, I get why people do tag themselves because it's a if if you can find a word that describes you, then use a show of it because it's really good. But I can't find a word that describes my thing. Yeah. Um, God, I am a bit uh, I'm like a teddy bear today. I'm just looking at myself. There, I was like, Shit. Uh, sexy teddy bear. A sexy, <laughs> uh, sexy teddy bear. Oof. All right. If I don't say so myself. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, uh, yeah, influenced by, um, uh, yeah, lots of classic art stuff and uh, color. I love color as well. Um, uh, use a lot of color in my work. Yeah, you uh, do. So, yes, yeah. a, a, a colorful, arty wanker. <laughs> <laughs> that is Neil Thomas Douglas. Yes, let's see. Let's see if the next question helps you a wee bit with answer. Like, do you have a specific approach to how you shoot a couple on a day? Yes, that's better. That's better. <laughs> so this is more my jam. This is more my jam. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, I want, I, first of all, I want them to look uh, relaxed, happy, and awesome. That's the key things, man. I want them to look happy, relaxed, and awesome. That's what I go for all the time. Um, and... I also want people to be interested uh, in the photograph, and um, and this is what we talks about not necessarily not knowing why people are interested. There, so you flick through your phone just now, and you're like image, 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 and you don't. It doesn't hold your attention. You know, it's hard to get someone to stop even for ten seconds to stare, four seconds to yeah. stare at a photo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, sorry, I tried to mute that. Um, then, uh, but yeah, so I use compositional tricks and stuff um, and techniques to hold people's attention and really make them think about the photo and stuff and try and get them to actually discover little small other elements in it and really be drawn in. And yeah. Very cool. I'm going to have to start a new recording. You're so frozen again. Refresh. Um, cool. Well, now that we're back, sorry about all the technical issues, listeners. Um, but yes. So, Neil, uh, I, you know, I, I have a funny feeling we asked you this. 
um, all those years ago on episode six of the podcast. But um, you're out on an elopement um, or a wedding. What's more important? The the light, since you've mentioned that, you know, light is a big part of your work, or the location? Light. Light is the most important. Okay. 100%. Cool, 100%. Cool, cool. I am going to okay, go... Obviously, obviously, if they both fall together, it's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, so this is, this is what part of my talk is going to be on, is, uh, is like, say, what you prioritize and stuff like that. Uh, what what to look for as well, uh, and it was originally going to be called contrast, but I thought that was a bit uh, too kind of uh, f- uh, photography club sort of dryness, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, so I called it pop because that sounds modern, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, I like it. Uh, and uh, yeah, so yeah, no, and you're right because like sometimes you've got a you've got a the great view one way or. Uh, so career, uh, career yesterday was a classic one. Uh, it was so windy. Silly, beat it. <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ! Well, life's just full of interruptions. <laughs> you can fucking concentrate for a second. <laughs> Watch stars talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, clear as an example yesterday. So uh, yeah, I had kind of harsh light coming from one way, and that was coming from the place where the awesome view was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the other the other view was, and it was nice. It's so lovely. We're still on a beach, but uh, it wasn't as good as the one where the harsh light was coming from. Mm-hmm. So I went with the light, yeah. but also went with the wind because the wind it was gale force wind. So uh, I could only put the bride's face in facing the wind so her hair it went the hair went out her face if i popped her the other way it just looked like cousin it you know uh-huh. um, uh, but yeah no uh yeah it's a really good question i think a lot of my lot of my talk will be about that uh what i prioritize but also when you get that in your head what you prioritize uh you also train your eye what to look at yeah yes uh and a lot of folk are like oh yeah it's all very well for you neil out in the out in the mountains and stuff and you just stick them in front of a big mountain and your job's done you know but it's more complicated than that uh, uh, and also I don't always shoot out in the mountains so uh, this Saturday coming I am in a rundown theatre in Leith in Edinburgh cool you know um, and yeah uh, then the weekend after that I'm in a cathedral mm-hmm. uh, in Dunblane you know like uh, oh, yeah. so I do shoot all these and uh, so my talks about um, yeah, so what to train your brain, what to look for patterns, colours, shapes, mm-hmm. uh, changes of light, good light, bad light, all that, and then you can essentially, if you know all this, it doesn't matter where you are or what the weather's like outside. Uh, you can create some magic uh, and uh, create something awesome for your couples, uh, even when you're up against it, and maybe. Um, a less inspiring venue, shall we call it, uh, or uh, the weather's not playing ball, or you're in a, even if you're in a city, uh, like say you're at, say I was out, I was shooting in uh, Ipswich. Never been to Ipswich, don't even know where it is. Uh, but I can use 
uh, them skills because uh, I'm going to a new place to uh, create an awesome uh, shop from a couple uh, based on the factors uh, of that. So it doesn't matter where I am or if yeah. I know it. Uh, yeah. So, so when you go to a new place, are you? Do you get out your your Sun app and do you like look at where the light's going to be? And that's kind of how you maybe pick your places to shoot at, or, or are you going to somewhere kind of fresh? Like if you if you've yeah. not been there before and you're just looking at how the light is right there and then, and making that call. Yeah, because you don't know what it's going to be on the day. So mm-hmm. I don't like them sun apps. They're too complicated, man. There's like lines everywhere, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, it's like, there yeah, is. there's like a blue line up, you know, and then they're going at mental. Like, <laughs> uh, so I, I use uh, the, you might not know this one, so a thing called the compass. Oh, the, the old traditional so magnet and a pin. <laughs> no, a compass app. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think that'd be a bit too too hipster if I brought out a brought out <laughs> an actual compass. Compass, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you did say you don't like technology, so <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm saying that like uh, a, a robot is actually editing an elopement while I speak to you. Uh, that's uh, so I love technology, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I don't understand some of it. But I. Uh, yeah, compass. Imagine getting out the compass and <laughs> funny. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I, so I've. I'm going to ask this kind of brutal question, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously, your 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 talk is titled "Make Images That Pop at Any Venue." Yeah. Why should Why should a photographer care if their images pop or not? No, pop is just uh, just a word. So it's not, it's like, it's pop, it's, it's, it's like, uh, yeah, I suppose what I meant about that is stand out. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, that's fair. Why, why, why should photographers care about making an image stand out rather than just like documenting? Yeah, well, I should hope they're documenting anyway. Yeah, but you can uh, just, right. I mean like, without thinking like that, you can just instantly turn your camera and go click and not think about, okay, where am I going to be to get a certain moment? You know? Yeah. Yeah. So you're you're doing that all day, you know, like, uh, so uh, yeah, I think the, uh, the, and you do get one uh, photographers who do purely documentary and stuff like that. But Uh I think uh, most couples would expect a kind of couple shoot and uh, yeah, like you could put them, stand them in a doorway or whatever and just photograph them. Or you can create a bit of art for them, basically. Uh, yeah. That'll look awesome on their wall. Um, they'll they'll be uh, the happier they are. The more they share about it, the more they rave about you. Uh-huh. Uh, I mentioned I didn't post it on Instagram or any social media since the start of December. Uh, I'm still getting bookings because I get my couples talking about me and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, and and it's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's good fun, and uh, yeah, uh, to to mess about with light and shit like that. It is good fun mm-hmm. uh, um, for me. <laughs> yeah, I, actually, I had a I had a question off the top of my head there when you were talking about um, the light at Creer. Was that like harsh light coming straight in, like very aggressive harsh light? Because a lot of photographers, yeah, and video people avoid harsh light because yeah. they think it's the I don't know the. Devil's I, 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 yeah, it is. It was. Uh, it wasn't too harsh because it's still. Uh, 
it's still a, a, a February, but it was yeah. a bit lower. But it was pretty intense. But mm-hmm. uh, we couldn't, uh, we couldn't, because uh, of the. It was like literally like ten minutes, and then you get mad gale force winds with showers. So you had to take the chances to go down the beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I, I know a lot of uh, well, the videographer yesterday was uh, on Saturday was super excited. Excellent, yeah. So he, they, uh, and I've I've seen that a few times. The videographers like a bit of uh, harsh light because it gives them uh, contrast, and and yes. uh, uh, and you you don't really mind too much that it's high in the sky or it's like totally blinding, like you know, it's like really harsh because it it gives you that. Uh, um, dramatic highlights and stuff where mm-hmm. uh, in photography it's just a pain in the arse yeah <laughs> yeah uh, it is it is really funny that I mean even some photographers but, are, are scared but of also that's uh, just while I remember it's, uh, yeah. that's another thing I'll teach you uh, talk about in Thrive as well because it's not just about the venue uh, it's about conditions so I will speak about what to do in, in uh, harsh light yeah, uh, I've had folks saying, uh, comment on my photos. Uh, oh man, you got lucky with the light there. I'm like, no, that's three o'clock in July with the sun beating down. I just know, I just worked it. Uh, you know, it's the worst light in shooting, and I had no option. So I've just, I've just done a few things, which yeah. if I told you now, nobody would come at my top. So, <laughs> no, uh, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I will be covering. Uh, it's not just in any venue or any situation. It's also like uh, weather conditions and different yeah. lights mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. So basically, uh, the whole thing is when you uh, when you're up against it, uh, how to pull stuff out of the bag and uh, yeah. And just for those listeners who are <laughs> thinking there's some like camera trickery, like do you use any? I'll go back to the word uh, tricks. Do you do you, do you, ha- do you have like any smoke bombs? Do you use like brass pipes, d- uh, dirty dirty uh, glass? Do you, do you put things in front of your lens to? No, none of that, none of that. Uh, I, I actually quite I quite enjoy because uh, I like composition stuff. I like I like seeing uh, that done well, and uh, mm-hmm. some photographers are doing it brilliant. Uh, uh, it's just not my jam, uh, so I don't use any. Any any uh, trickery? All my all my trickery is to do with lines and shapes and colours that are there. Yeah, and uh, then we uh, use them. But uh, yeah, I don't uh, use any um, prisms, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, uh, but I sound speaking about prisms, Mister Prism, uh, Doctor Prism. Sam Hurd's going to be at Thrive as well. Yeah, yes, he is. We're going to be speaking to Sam. Um, obviously, his talk is going to be um, now. W- w- the title create. AI, no, choose AI, choose life. Again. Oh my goodness, technology. Hello. Hello, can you hear us? Hello. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Again, folks, we've had technical issues. Um, yeah, so we're going to be speaking to Sam Hurd. Obviously, his talk at Thrive 2022 is titled um, Choose AI, Choose Life. Yeah. So I'm assuming um, that he's going to be talking about um, why you should use an AI. Yeah to edit or call or to help your post-processing. You you mentioned a second ago that there's an AI software editing a wedding for you right now. So how, how are you finding oh, yeah, it's, it's that finished. software? How are you finding it? Mm. I'm finding it good. Uh, it certainly does speed it up. It's not like that. 
I tend to find myself, I'm just doing it just now, going through, it gets it pretty spot on, mm-hmm. but I don't like it uh, cropping and stuff for me and straightening, so it can do all that stuff as well, but I don't like it doing that. Mm-hmm. So I go through and crop and straighten image, and what I find is I do little minor tweaks to each photo as I go along. Right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's cutting it in half, like I'll have this, this elopement, it's quite a shot, I uh, shot quite a lot in this one, it's like uh, six six hundred and ninety seven photos, and I'll have this edited by three o'clock, so I can go mm. for my afternoon nap. Yeah, yeah, and so, that, and that was one other thing that I remember standing out about your talk, your editing time, and I think we've spoken uh, about this when we've been at weddings having dinner together. Mm. That your editing time is like. It was down, already pretty fast. It was already pretty fast. I mean, it's down to like a, a few hours at this point per wedding, right? Yeah, so like a big wedding that used to, uh, like sitting down from call to to finish, uh, uh, I could do a big wedding in a full day. And that's like, yeah, with like like everything else you do in a day, you mess about and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. uh, but now uh, I've done, I can do it in about half a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, a big wedding. Uh, so maybe about from call to finish, maybe about five hours, six hours. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the AI software is, is the AI software sort of is it mainly just applying your preset? Is that the main feature that it's doing for you? I'll let, I'll let Sam explain it a bit more because, uh, but uh, no, it's not. It's it, it learns uh, it learns your edit what what how you. Uh, so it does apply your preset, but it's uh, it's individual preset basically to every photo. So it learns what you're doing. Uh, and averages it out under different lighting conditions. Uh, it is quite clever. It's quite clever. Mm. Um, so that's Imagine AI. They're actually, uh, if you are going to thrive, uh, they're one of the sponsors, and uh, some of them guys will be there as well, so you can hang out with them. And yeah. uh, I wanted them, uh, like, in my head, that there's just, like, this big mad robot in the background doing all this for us and uh, I wanted them to like unveil the robot at Thrive <laughs> like it was like you know like that Johnny Five robot you know yeah. uh, and he's just walking about greeting everyone and we were like oh thanks for the edits man and it's like alright it's okay Johnny Five and, is uh, alive yeah so that's what that, I can't guarantee that that's what's going to happen but in my head that's what's going to happen hopefully it is yeah, yeah. Uh, are you, are you going to be talking about some of your editing at all at Thrive? Uh, so I on so the way it, uh, Thrive works is uh, on the day one uh, we all the awesome speakers speak for about an hour I think it is on their given subjects and the next day you can uh, you can purchase a shoot day uh, session with any of the speakers uh, and basically we get a couple. I'm, I'm going to use a wedding couple because uh, a, a lot of them don't, but I, I shoot a lot better with wedding couples than I do like just a couple in jeans and stuff. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, uh, so I'm going yeah, so you can, uh, and I'll shoot and stuff and then you can shoot, you can ask me all sorts of questions. But I was speaking to Lisa the other day. And I was like, how long do these shoot sessions last? And it was like an hour and a half. And I was like, 
Oh shit, my couple shoots normally last about half an hour max. You yeah. know, like I'll I'll run it. I'll run out of poses after like half an hour. Man, I'll just be standing there like, let's do this one again. Uh-huh. Uh, so uh, yeah, at least I said I could sit down and take everyone through editing, which is great. Uh, so you get the added little uh, added little bonus to that, and it's uh, there are small sessions as well. So you literally just sit down and go through it and just ask any questions you want and stuff like that. Because I know. Uh, folk worry about editing and stuff and they they might think there's like a secret sauce to it all and stuff that nobody's telling them and they buy all these presets but it's not it's not like that it's mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's, uh, it's it's an important part of the process if you shoot for uh, if you shoot with your editing in mind and stuff like that uh, then yeah it can be up fast quick and you can still get like gorgeous colors and skin tones and stuff like that yeah um yeah absolutely i think that's going to be uh fantastic um i think that's a a a valuable part of the process that shoot sessions kind of often um skip over a a lot of the time um yeah no i was super excited when lisa said i could do it and i also get like you can sit just sit down like people can ask you questions when you're shooting you know yeah Uh, but if uh, if you're actually sitting down just chilling having a a coffee and just uh, yeah, you can uh, take a lot more time to answer any queries and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I always say to folk if like there's no like if they think their question stupid, just ask it because I've probably asked someone the exact same question yeah. at some point in my career. So I'm just <laughs> I'm just I'm just recycling. Like I'll probably ask five people and I'm just going to tell you the best answer I got from someone. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Speaking of stupid questions, what what's in your kit bag? What camera are you using these days? Uh, I just I I shoot all my weddings using this. Ah, lovely. That is a Polaroid uh, camera. For anyone just listening, yes, Polaroid. It's got a wee rainbow thing that's right on uh, theme. That's it. So what I Wait, do is, is I wipe the Instagram dust. logo? Uh, I wipe the dust off it, and then I just snap away. And then, and I use this as well. Uh, oh, so this okay. is a this is a this is a Leica M3, and again, I just wipe the dust off it. And then this one requires no electronics; it's all mechanical. Do you need to put any film in that at all? Uh, sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't bother. I just try and look cool. Uh, and then I've got this, which is a this is a digital camera. This is a Leica. This is a Leica. I taped together Leica M9. It's twelve years old, mm. and I like this camera because it doesn't go over ISO four hundred, so it's super, wow. super flexible in all conditions. It's been going bungee jumping as well. I see. Eh? It's been going bungee jumping as well. I like that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I should. Uh, so they're just my geeky cameras uh, that I have, literally just within a uh, arm's distance. Uh, I shoot Nikon. Uh, and I shoot a Nikon. I'm, I'm still a DSLR sort of guy. Um, uh, I'm, I'm going to move mirrorless one day, but I'm, I'm I'm waiting for the next, maybe the next release from Nikon. Mm-hmm. Not entirely. I've, I've used one and it, it's good, but it's not quite there. I think they can do better. So I'm just going to hold off. I've, I'll use a Nikon D780. Cool. Uh, they should just give them like cool names, shouldn't they? Like... Uh, I don't know, like 
oh fuck brain freeze trying to think of something I'm thinking uh, like, yeah like honestly I'm thinking of lunch now so I'm like uh, yeah like Nick on falafel you know like uh, yeah but yeah they gave him all these dorky names uh, but I'm using this and it's cool because it's a hybrid so it's yeah. easing me in it's easing this old man into mirrorless yeah. uh, so through the viewfinder still the optical viewfinder which I enjoy uh, and at the back, they've took the technology that's in the digital uh, in the mirrorless Nikons, and they've stuck it in the LCD. So you've got the uh, the mad focus and stuff like that. And being a short guy, uh, I use my LCD a lot. Uh, yeah. and so I'm really enjoying that feature of it. So yeah. I, I just moved to two of them uh, last year, and the colours uh, produces are amazing, and it works under low light. And, yeah, everyone's like... Um, I moved to moved to mirrorless, and since I moved to mirrorless, I've, I hardly ever missed focus. Like, <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then that makes me think: were you were you fucking missing focus before? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, like, you what are you doing? Yeah. Like, you know, wedding photography. You can't like, oh shit, sorry, I missed that fucking moment. You know, <laughs> out of focus. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, no, I will move to mirrorless one day, but I'm, I'm just I'm just chilling. Chilling just, just chilling. I think it's quite a, it's quite a big investment moving as well. So I want to move at the right time yeah. instead of buying the gear now and then in a year they bring out the one that the one you know and I'm like shit I have to sell that for less and then buy it. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So especially like when you go mirrorless, they've usually developed a whole new lens system for it. Mm-hmm. So you either need an adapter or re like overhaul. Yeah, all your lenses. yeah, yeah. I think I think when I when I do do it, I'll go because uh, I'm a bit of a lens geek. I want I wouldn't. One, and I've heard the adapters work all right, but yeah. uh, they always say the adapters work okay, which concerns me. I don't like stuff working okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, so yeah, I like when that's why it's going to be so it's such an expensive move. I'll go full hog, you know, and uh, get get the uh, the mirrorless lenses as well. So yeah. yeah, maybe maybe next year the or if they release something to the tail end of this year. Uh, I think they're having trouble finding microchips and shit just now, though, aren't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's um, they like yeah. fucking. Uh, I'm I'm love dry roasted peanuts. Like really love them, and uh, there's a dry roasted peanut shortage just now as well. Oh really? The whole world. Yeah, the whole world's fucked, man. It's like yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. have a look and see if you see dry roasted peanuts. Yeah, uh, seen them in Morrison's yesterday actually. Uh, the KP ones, the best ones, oh, yeah, and yeah. they were up to. Uh, three pounds seventy five for the bag that usually costs me about two pounds twenty. Yeah. How are the, so, uh, uh, the how, how are the Which, by the way, are factually bread. Yeah. So, oh yeah. So that. that <laughs> I, so, so you don't watch off menu, Simon. I don't watch off menu. I don't even know what this is. He said something in the intro when we we're speaking. And I'm like, he's got that off of. Uh, that that uh, that style of presenting off of off menu. So listen to it because uh, you remind me a wee bit of uh, one of the presenters. So. <laughs> what me doing the intro with my intro voice? With your intro voice, <laughs> yeah. Intro and voice. Uh, come on, some of the stuff you say, yeah, yeah. And it's a good thing, by the way, because it's one of the most successful podcasts in the world. In the world, so oh, well, uh, yeah, yeah. Need to hmm. check it out. Well, it's uh, James James Acaster. You know him. The yeah, the com- familiar, yeah, the comedian, yeah. the the dry, yeah. Comedi- yeah, I like him. I like yeah, his yeah, yeah, Is that yeah. his podcast? There we go. So, uh, yeah, oh, listen, listen to it. It's just it's absolutely wonderful. If you yeah. but, uh, listen, but now I almost yeah. don't want to because then I'll realize I'm speaking 
like another podcast and then I might have to try and change it no, up. No, it's, I, it's, I like not, it's, not, it's not, it's not obvious. It's just, okay. it's, it's a good thing. It's more of a you know, rhythm style and uh, Okay. So it's good. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I basically have that rhythm style yeah. because I can't read fast enough. <laughs> so I'm having to like take breaks so my eyes can like read the nice words. And, you're a bit slow. And, uh, yeah. Well, h- half the time I, I butcher the intros. Uh, now that we're doing them yeah. kind of, I mean, even though we're recording the podcast, not live because we used to do it on Clubhouse. Um, I, I just oh, I remember Clubhouse. It, yeah, yeah. Where's that going? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I enjoyed that. I, I I sometimes get messages popping up from conversation, and I'm just like, I should just delete the app. Not that it's a bad <laughs> app, because I did really enjoy it during the lockdown, lockdown. period. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah. really. It came at a really good time. Um, but yeah, but I was mad. Yeah. So, so we got a podcast recommendation there from you, but you if, go. you, if you've got any book recommendations for us, maybe like to help people with composition, because I know you're a massive photography mm. book geek. So yeah, yeah, I'll see what I've got here. Here's some recommendations. Jeez, uh, that's classic, a classic, classic, classic. So I I'm a bit of a collector, so they're all kind of fancy. The decisive uh, this this is a decisive moment by uh, uh, Cartier Bresson. Oh yeah, uh, and it's like the classic uh, photography book. I've just got a, a nice little special edition that's got yeah, like that uh, books about the size of you. Oh, it's huge! You know, it's like got uh, all the like. I'm a bit of a nerd, so it's got like stuff with his own notes and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, he talks about his work a lot and Very cool. stuff like that. Uh, well, let's see what else I can find. Really? Oh yes, so yeah, yeah. Dusty, everything's dusty. Uh, it's William Eccleston. William Eccleston. Oh uh, yeah, another classic. No, he's uh, he's mainly he's mainly uh, associated with kind of like still life a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, like uh, like just objects and stuff. But uh, this this book's uh, just on his portraits. Yeah. What you say is because the way he uses light and color and stuff like that, and uh, his portraits are all like kind of like in the mundane and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, it's a super interesting. Uh, and the way he uses color is phenomenal. Uh, and it's got a lot of his early black and white stuff as well in it. Uh, so yeah, I highly recommend that actually. Mm-hmm. See for shoot, shooting couples uh, or just like portraiture, it's great. Uh, Very cool. Kappa in color as well. Kappa in color? Yes. Oh, nice. In color. Uh, And uh, yeah, that's class because it's a lot of uh, a lot of kind of fashion-y feel to it. uh, But it's kind of relaxed. It's uh, it's great. Uh, A lot of Kodachrome used and stuff like that. Uh, Cool. uh, Yeah, and a lot of stuff from classic New York. And yeah, I love it. Love it. Uh, One more. One more. One more. more. I can find. Uh, let's go for two more. Two more. Three more. Okay. Three more. Three more. You're getting your value, listeners. <laughs> Three more. Oh, books going everywhere now. I'm getting excited. Uh, Bruce, Bruce, Bruce Gilden. Mm. Oh yeah. Wonderful. Uh, going uh, just to see the weirdness that is uh, New York and stuff, and he's just his work's absolutely. Yeah. Is that is that more of the editorial style? 
photography? Like, like there's like some, yeah, it's like, yeah, oh no, it's just absolutely nuts. Right, well, it just cool. captures how fucking crazy the streets were back then. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like, Peter Lindbergh, uh, which oh, yeah. is like uh, fashion photography. You could literally uh, so, kill someone with that. Hmm? You could literally kill someone with that book. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's a lot of like uh, sort of like just yeah, a lot of stuff you can use in weddings. Actually, yeah. you know, uh, for bridal portraits and even Ooh. couple shots, uh, yeah. just the way it's all lit and stuff. So that's a, a quite a nice technical book. Yeah. Uh, not oh. that it speaks too much, but it's all just portraits. But uh, looking at light and stuff like that, mm. and the way he uses it, and the uh, you get a lot of posing ideas and stuff. Mm-hmm. He's very good at posing hands. Oh, okay. Uh, so there we go. Yeah, uh, oh, I love that. And by the way, it says loads because uh, a photograph has a thousand words. <laughs> yes, it says says a, then, it says a thousand words. I have to I have to mention my old pal uh, as well, uh, Martin Parr. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely wonderful. So that's mm-hmm. his uh, "Think of Scotland" one, which is a take on his uh, uh, "Think of England," which was one of his classic books. So this is a modern one he done. Um, yeah. This is more of his modern stuff, but uh, think of England's the uh, classic one uh, and life's go. a beach as life of life's a beach as well. It's absolutely wonderful. It's like, How often do you actually sit down and pull out a book and flick through it? These in, ones, as you see by the dust, not too often. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I do. I do flick through it. Like so, like this one, I, I flick through quite a lot. So oh, I love that me. one. Yeah, it's, uh, the Magnum contact sheets, and you can just see how how you done editing back in the day and stuff, oh, and the yeah. dodging and the burning and stuff like that. When I when uh, I went through my film stage, I, I bought myself that book, and I sat in the bath for hours just looking at it. Oh, it's incredible! All the hand notes and uh, stuff. It's, yeah, it's a. It's a uh, and then uh, ones for your your videographer people. Uh, let's see. Oh. Uh, this is uh, cinematic storytelling. Oh yeah, uh, it's the uh, hundred most powerful film uh, film conventions. Every film or uh, filmmaker must know. Mm-hmm. So I like reading about that. Uh, so it takes you through different like that's like uh, Citizen Kane like stuff they used in that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so I like I like learning about film. I'm, I would never be a videographer. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's also a great book if you want to learn how to like create a scene and like mm. shoot, shoot a scene. And how to tell it in a more of a filmmaker, storyteller esque point of view. Yeah. How to come in and out of scenes, and yeah, it's good. That's a good one as well. It's the Mind's Eye by Cartier uh, uh, Bresson, uh, and that's him actually writing about his work in composition and lines and stuff. But, yeah. yeah, I've got quite a lot. Uh, I could do a whole podcast on it. It's turned into a show and tell. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> a show and tell but for the audio listeners they're like what is happening there's just a whole load of dead air it's just us looking yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> go, go to our YouTube channel and, and watch the video um, <laughs> yeah and you also get to see the earthy Neil in all, all of his Earth, glory <laughs> Neil the Mushroom <laughs> Neil the Mushroom just um, because you're just such a fun guy Oh shit! Sorry, Uh, I'm sorry. Is it time to wrap up now after that joke? (laughs) One more more question in notes, Craig. One more question. Go ask it. It's got a G next to your name. Come on. Okay. Go on, Greg. So, to wrap up for for any newcomers to the industry, do you have any sort of advice for them other than come along to thrive? Hmm. Come along to thrive, and I'll tell you. 
bring some uh, roasted peanuts to thrive and you'll get some nuggets of advice no i think i think like obviously a lot of people worry so it's a lot of wedding uh, for years it's been there's been lots of wedding photographers out there you know the market's been uh, pretty saturated with wedding photographers but i'm actually seeing a shift and uh there's bollocks loads of weddings out there uh so if you are just starting out and you're looking you know to get the hardest thing is getting the weddings to to show off, you know, like to, to promote yourself with. I think now's the time to push uh, push hard this year, uh, and uh, you'll you'll get the bookings, which then you can use to get future bookings. So it works. So if you are super new, uh, there'll be lots of uh, really awesome photographers out there who are super busy this year desperate for second shooters for assistance so uh make this your year go out ask like if a second shooter shot with me and uh i always say just check with me like uh beforehand but 99 percent of the time i'll be like yeah you can use that photo in your portfolio you know uh and so yeah i'd say this is a year if you're super super just starting out email your favorite photographers uh, email photographers who are local to you that you like and just get out there and start shooting uh, so what I'm seeing is a lot of the, these style shoots, you know, and you pay, what is it, it's 500 quid and you go and you shoot for portfolio work. Yeah. Yeah. Go out, shoot with great photographers, uh, get paid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And get stuff, obviously clear with them because other photographers work differently and you can get stuff, hopefully, for your portfolio. So, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say this is a year of the second shooting. Get yourself out there. No excuses. That's Boom. right. Create your TikTok accounts. Get on Instagram. Shoot. <laughs> yeah, get, get on that TikTok. Yeah. Get on that TikTok. Um, awesome. Well, thank you for joining us online again, Neil. Yeah. Um, where can people find no, you online? Uh, well, not that I post too often. Uh, Instagram, Neil Thomas Douglas. Uh, is it? Yes, it's Neil Thomas Douglas. And then uh, I think Facebook the same, but it's been like five years since I posted on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then uh, website is neilthomasdouglas.com. Uh, or you can see me on stage at Thrive, and then you can come for a beer with me afterwards. Absolutely. Yes. Definitely. And people can find us. Are you guys coming to Thrive? We are. So yes. Glasgow one? Of course. We'll Glasgow. Of course we are. Part of me was wanting to yeah. go down to Brighton for the Brighton one and just like take my camera and just video stuff but I don't think I can stretch I've got got a Saturday off so after Mm. Thrive and uh, finishes and uh, on the Friday night I'm hoping everyone goes for a beer and stuff because that's that's a great part of Thrive as well is just uh, meeting everyone and uh, having a little drink and stuff and it's rare for me to have a Saturday off so I'm ready to party (laughs) yes absolutely Uh, yeah we should be with you on that one so we'll come for a drink with you Um, but yeah people can find us also at Thrive come and say hello if you're a listener of the podcast because we can't see your faces and it's always nice to get some feedback Um, so please come and say hi Uh, people can find us though at cinematefilms.co.uk on Instagram and Facebook at um, those (laughs) forward slash cinematefilms um, Thrive is happening on the 21st and 22nd of March in Brighton and the 24th and the 25th of March in Glasgow. Six incredible speakers shoot sessions so that you can see your heroes in action. That's right, Neil is one of my heroes. 
maybe he can be your hero too. Uh, lunch and snacks provided. It's held at two incredibly cool boutique hotels. You get a killer goodie bag and a chance to hang out for two days with some of your peers. I mean, fuck me. Yeah, that's, and a, also that's a good time. Access to the farm uh, Facebook group as well. Yeah. That's right. Can't describe how great that place is, man. It, uh, it really yeah. is. Even even I uh, went on there. I I found the barn resource really good um, years ago. I I was just consuming all the videos. Um, hmm. So yeah, um, definitely recommend joining. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, book your tickets to thrive and. Join us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash perspective by Cinemate for, for as little as a pound. You can support us producing this podcast. And um, yeah, you get all the bonus content there. Um, there's obviously no bonus content from these six Photography Farm episodes. We're giving you everything to listen to. Um, however, if you don't have any money to give, that's absolutely fine. You can listen to the podcast for free wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the podcast... Leave a review. If you don't, please don't leave a review. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. However. In the meantime. Wait, 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 wait. Don't cut me off because you pushed the button at the wrong time. Hang on. Enjoy your thrive. All right. <laughs> I'm such a loser. Right. Do, do you think I should change the enjoy your thrive? Because it's usually I, I say enjoy your life. I change it to enjoy your thrive. But maybe I should say listeners will know what si- you're doing. Since since Lisa and, uh, since Neil thinks that Lisa will enjoy the uh, don't just survive thrive. Maybe I should say that for these yes. examples. Don't uh, just survive uh, thrive. Yes, like honestly, that's how it's going to be from the next few episodes. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>